it helped me to think about what I could do to improve the this community better. It was really funny because the last changes I made the evening right before the concert. So it was of course crazy for them. <laughs> I think what's nice is that we, in this time, fortunately, we don't have to limit ourselves anymore to one aesthetic and one style and everything can sort of be performed next to each other. And uh, I think it's very much part of our time and our um, political and, and economic uh, reality. I think we should be able to, uh, to allow risk-taking in, in music and allow risk-taking in the arts. from past and present participants in the annual Gaudi Amis competition. It's a wonderful opportunity for composers to work with musicians, to write a new piece and hear it performed over the course of five days in Utrecht in the Netherlands. One of the composers we heard from was Michel van der Aa, who first won the Gaudi Amis competition back in 1999 and went from there to an incredible international career as a composer. So he's without a doubt the great success story of the Gaudi Amis festival in modern times. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bostead. We're hearing the piece Up Close by Michel van der Aa, and it was a great treat for us to be able to hear that at the opening concert of the 70th annual Gaudi Amis festival. Let's keep listening. Thank you. 
The piece was performed live on the opening concert at the 70th annual Gaudi Amis Music Week Festival, and we here at Relevant Tones were able to be there. It was a great honor to be at Gaudi Amis. It's a festival I've known about for quite some time, but it was great to be there. It is essentially a competition for young composers. Five composers under the age of 30 from around the world participate in workshops. They write a new piece for the festival. They go to all of the concerts. And then on the last day, one of them is awarded the opportunity to write a new piece, a commission for the following year's Gaudiamas Festival. But it's a fantastic opportunity no matter who gets the commission because the Gaudiamas Festival is really dedicated to community and they really stay in touch with all of the composers who have been part of Gaudiamas. So not only do you perhaps get a commission and also have this week spent with musicians, what a luxury to work with your music over the course of a week and have nothing else to think about, but you also have a lifetime association with the festival. So it's a wonderful thing that Gaudiamas is doing. Like I said, we attended the opening concert, but right before the opening concert, we had a great chance to sit down with a director of the festival, Hank Heuvelmans, who told me an interesting story about how the festival got started. Yeah. Oh, oh that's a long story. It started um, at the end of Second World War in the house Gaudiamas, it was called, built by a Dutch composer, Julius Röntgen. So he built this house in the shape of a grand piano, actually, in the village of Bindelthoven, which is near to Utrecht. And the house was bought by uh, uh, somebody from Germany, Walter Maas, uh, who was a Jew, a Jewish birth. So in the World War, he was hidden in this house and he got out safely. Uh, you can still see the place, the attic uh, the corner where he stayed for a month in a row. And since it was the house of a composer originally, he thought, yeah, I'm now safe. I have to do something in return to the Dutch people. And so why not organize a concert? And this was a huge success. And so there was an immediate uh, follow-up of this first concert, uh, gradually growing into uh, the organization Gaudiamus. That's Hank Heuvelmans, who is the director of the Gaudiamus Music Festival. He's talking to me there about an hour before the opening concert. We're in the basement of the Tivoli Vredenburg, which is a wonderful complex of concert halls, a really great mixed-use art space in Utrecht, and it is the heart of the Gaudiamus Festival. And he's telling me there about how the festival got started, and I think it's one of the most interesting origin stories I've ever heard for a music festival. And when you think about it, here this festival is still going strong 70 years later. What an incredible legacy. I mean, what began as a concert series bequeathed to the Dutch people out of gratitude has now become an international contemporary music festival. It still has the support of the Dutch government. There are composers from all around the world who go. Well, it's just an incredible legacy for the Gaudi Amis Festival. And it was great for us to be able to be there at the 70th annual festival. So this will be the first in a two-part series featuring the five composers for 2016 who are vying for the Gaudi Amis Prize. We'll have interviews and music from them, of course but also some of the music that we heard at the concerts while we were there as well. Let's return to the opening night of the Gaudiamas Festival. But now, after the Michelle Fonder Awe performance, we went upstairs, actually about up two escalators to the tip-top of the Tivoli Bradenburg. There's a wonderful black box theater up there. And we heard a concert of music by some of the five nominees for this year's Gaudiamas Festival. One of those pieces was by the American composer David Byrd, and he had a rather interesting conception for this piece. This piece was called Drop, and it's for string octet and strobe lights, and there's some electronic sounds as well. One thing in working with the ensemble was trying to figure out how could you act like a strobe light? How can you sort of play a gesture but then stop really quickly, um, or sort of stutter into something? And so one learning curve for everyone, including myself when I was writing, it was trying to think about 
you know, how can we sort of distort the body or really sort of internalize these very electronic, very, you know, inhuman kind of gestures. And it was really interesting as well to think about, you know, where that goes musically, because here you have, you know, lights also adding to that or adding another perspective to that. So, um, you know, there's a kind of silence of not having any music. There's a silence of having music. There's a kind of uh, perceptual silence of having a blackout or no images or no lights going. And then there's a kind of um, activity when you have lights going. So playing with those different types of silences and those on-off things was really inspiring. That's composer David Byrd talking about his concept for the piece that we're about to hear. It's for string octet and strobe light. For me, I think the piece works very well without the strobe light. I, I do know what he was doing, and I hear what he's saying when he talks about the musicians understanding it with the strobe light, but I think musically it's a wonderful piece. And he told me, in fact, during our interview that it was accepted by Gaudiamus just based on music alone. So I think you'll still enjoy the piece. You may even have a very good idea where the strobe light hits come, because it's it's definitely, I think, uh, audible in the piece. At any rate, here is the Bozzini Quartet. They were the quartet in residence at Gaudiamus, joined by members of Orkna. They are a new music group in the Netherlands to perform Drop by David Bird.
The Bozzini Quartet, who was in residence at the festival this year, was joined by members of Orkna, a new music group in the Netherlands, and a strobe light to perform this piece, Drop, by David Byrd. Next up is music by Italian composer Giulio Colangelo, and this was an interesting project because there were a couple of ensembles that were in residence at the Gaudiamas Festival. It wasn't just the composers. One of them was the Montreal-based string quartet, Bozzini Quartet, and they have a program they do in Montreal called the Composer's Kitchen, where they give composers a chance to be in on the rehearsal process to really workshop the piece while they're still writing it with the quartet. So they did a kind of mini version of the Composer's Kitchen at Gaudiamas, and Giulio had a great chance to take advantage of this composer's kitchen and to really work with the musicians in the shaping of his piece. I spent two months or three months to to compose this composition, but never never meet these these people. So uh, when when I come here, it was a surprise. Okay. Yeah, I, I would think with the electronics. I mean, you don't always know what it's going to sound like. Am I right? Yes. I don't know. In my, in my, in my opinion, no, because I live with this, this kind of music, so I'm very in touch with this kind of music, with the acoustic instruments, electronics ones. So for me, it's okay. Yes, but maybe for the audience, could be, you know, surprising how a composer uh, use electronics and uh, uh, traditional instruments together. That's composer Giulio Colangelo, one of the 2016 nominees for the Gaudiamas Prize, talking about this experience at the Gaudiamas Festival of working with the Bozzini Quartet for their Composer's Kitchen project. This is a great idea. The composer gets to work with them in real time, try out different things. If something isn't working, they can try something different. They get a lot of feedback from the musicians, and they can really make sure that the piece is structured and written as well as it can be. It worked out very well, as you'll hear. Here is the piece Orgasimo Aperto Number no. 1, performed live at the Gaudiamas Festival by the Bozzini Quartet. Music by Giulio Colangelo.
That's music for string quartet and electronics. The piece is called Orgasimo Aperto Number no. 1. It was composed by Giulio Colangelo, but in close association with the Bozzini Quartet. They have this great project called Composer's Kitchen. I love that name, by the way. And the Bozzini Quartet was one of the ensembles in residence at the Gaudiamus Festival, so they brought this concept of the Composer's Kitchen along with them. And a couple of the nominees for the 2016 Gaudiamus Prize had a great chance to work with them in this innovative format. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. Today's the first in a two-part series called In the Field, Gaudi Amis Festival. We were able to go to Utrecht in the Netherlands to be present for the 70th annual festival. To subscribe to our podcast or for streaming versions of this and all previous episodes, you can visit relevanttones.com. Today's program is the first in a two-part series called In the Field, Gaudiamus Music Week. We had the great chance to travel to Utrecht, a beautiful town in the Netherlands. Actually, for me, having gone now to Utrecht and to Amsterdam a couple of times, I can say that I really like Utrecht because it has all of the canals and that kind of old-world charm that Amsterdam has, but it's not overrun with tourists, <laughs> which is really a great thing. It was a wonderful place for a music festival. A lot of the events take place at the Tivoli Vredenburg. This is a multi-use art center in Utrecht, and if it were in America, I think it would be a shopping mall because it's a big glass building. It has several escalators that go up. We would make a shopping mall out of it. But in the Netherlands, they've made it into a huge multi-use art space. And it really is a state-of-the-art facility, whether you're in the black box theater in the, in the top or the main concert hall. I mean, everything is just state-of-the-art. So this is a great place to see concerts. But not all of the concerts take place there. They've done a great job of spreading them out throughout the town as well. Some concerts were in a church, or in the case of the piece we're going to play now, in a art gallery. This is called the Kumstrum to Cube. We saw two concerts there, one for solo accordion and one for solo bass. And I want to take you to that concert now. This featured the wonderful Italian bassist Dario Calderone. And the piece that I want to feature of his... And the piece that I want to play is by Stefano Scotanibio, who was an Italian composer and bassist, really influential bassist. He wrote a ton of music, considered to have broken a lot of new ground as a performer and as a composer, and he was also one of Dario's teachers. So it's a really great connection there. The piece is called Voyage Started. I take you now to the Kunstroom to Cube in Utrecht, the Netherlands, for a live performance of music by Stefano Scotanibio by Dario Calderon.
That was a live performance of a fantastic work for solo double bass, although I think you could be forgiven for thinking there was more than one stringed instrument there. I still don't know how he's doing that, where he has a drone going, but he's still playing melodies over the top of it. And I was in like the second row. I had a really great view. I still don't quite know how he was doing that. Fantastic performance by Dario Calderon. That was a live performance at the Gaudiamus Music Week Festival at the Kunstruve Cube, an art gallery in Utrecht. And the piece is called Voyage Started by the great bassist and composer Stefano Scodinibio who was also one of Dario's teachers. The last piece that I have time for on the program today is by a Taiwanese composer, Shi Wei Lo, who was one of the five nominees in the 2016 festival. I talked to him a little bit about his music, of course, but we also had an interesting conversation about cultural identity. So when you ask like this idea of non-Western elements or instruments, it depends on where you are from. Like for me, because I'm from Taiwan, so when you think about Taiwan's or Taiwanese traditions, or you talk about tradition in Taiwan's, most people, either in Taiwan's or from other countries, I think the first thing that they think of would be Chinese culture. Now, with this younger generations like me or people younger than my generations, I guess we have a very strong sense of being Taiwanese because with this information being free on the internet, you are able to get the information that the governments before wanted to hide from you. Um, so you discover a lot of the truth. But at the same time, if you ask a younger Taiwanese people, you ask them like what it means to be Taiwanese or what's Taiwanese tradition, then some you know, sometimes they would just get confused that they, they couldn't answer because that guy says in Taiwan when you talk about traditions, it just somewhat means Chinese. That's the Taiwanese composer, Shi Wei Lo. It was a fascinating conversation that we had in the basement of the Tivoli, which again is the heart of where the Gaudiamas Festival performances take place. And Shi Wei Lo is one of the five composers who was nominated for the 2016 Gaudiamas Prize. But his piece was not performed at the Tivoli. It was performed at the Peterskerk, Peter's Church, a wonderful old church in the center of Utrecht. That was a fantastic concert. The musicians were arrayed all the way around us, so it was so fun to hear music behind you and turn around and see what people were doing. And I thought She Waves piece was especially effective. It's called Matje II. It was written for Silberze, which is an experimental opera company in the Netherlands. But it's important to know that all of the singers are also playing an interesting array of instruments, both real and manufactured. They were directed by Manoj Kamps. Here is Matje II, performed live at the Gaudiamas Festival, music of Shi Wei Lo.
have to imagine where I heard that music being performed. It was in Peterskerk, an old church in Utrecht. It was about the end of the day. The sun was going down. We were losing the light inside the church. It was getting very, very dim. And we were hearing this interesting array of sounds. The musicians were spread out all around the church. So no matter where you looked, there was always somebody playing behind you. You couldn't possibly see everything that was happening. It was an incredible experience. The piece is called Madhye Tu. It's by Taiwanese composer Shi Wei Lo. The performance there was by Zilberzee, an experimental opera company in the Netherlands. And they were conducted by Manoj Kamps was an interesting task for him as well. There's no way that he could make eye contact with all of the musicians, so he had to just make very large gestures that people could see no matter where they were in the church. That performance was part of the 2016 Gaudi Amis Festival, and today's show is the first in a two-part series featuring music that was recorded live at the 2016 Gaudi Amis Festival. Relevant Tones has been produced by Sarah Zwinkless, and additional production help provided by Rebecca Neidstedt. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm Seth Bostead from the WFMT Radio Network, Chicago.